Welcome to the Womb Happy Hour with Lorraine Giordano. It's time to connect with your feminine energy center, your own body, to achieve anything that your heart desires. It's a discussion about a place you may have not discussed so much, the place down there. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Giordano. Hello and welcome. Hope you're having a beautiful day. You're listening to the Womb Happy Hour. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. I'd be excited to hear from you. So you can like me on Facebook at Inspired2Health. You can tweet with me on Twitter at Inspired2Health. And connect with me on LinkedIn at Lorraine.Giordano. And the spelling of that is L-O-R-R-A-I-N-E dot G-I-O-R-D-A-N-O. And if you'd like to check out my website, there's some blogs. There's an Operation Save Uterus t-shirt which makes a lovely spring-summer fashion statement. And that is inspiredtohealth.net. So check it out. All right, so on today's episode, we're toasting to a few different topics. So my drink of choice is a glass of red wine. It's called Menage a Trois. And it's a blend of Zinfandel, Cabernet Sauvignon, and Merlot. So we're kind of going to do, we're going to have some fun. We're going to play a game. We're going to play a sex game. Um, And we are going to talk about, in more detail, because I brought it up last week on the show, we're going to talk about the Menstrual Products Right to Know Act, that's out there right now, now, that I think a lot of women and young girls are not aware of. And we're going to kind of bundle it and blend it with some conversation about self-care. But maybe from like the underbelly side of self-care, because if you haven't noticed, social media, blogs, articles, TV, self-care is such a a trendy, hot topic. But we're going to get into it. So I'm going to take a sip. And normally I don't drink alcohol on the show. And although back in the day I used to booze it quite a bit, I'm not a big drinker anymore. But this is a celebratory um, red wine, reserve at all. Um, it is a happy hour, so I thought, why not? So, if you're ready to play the game, we're going to start. So let's see how this, this plays out. So... I'm going to ask some questions. We're not going to go over the answers right away. I'm going to let the audience marinate in the question, see how good, test your knowledge, stretch your brain a little bit. And so the first question is, what activity, and it's a sexual activity, that lowers the risk of heart disease and strokes, reduces the risk of breast cancer, boosts your immune system, helps you to sleep, regulates, helps to regulate your menstrual cycle, reduce cramps, and lower stress levels. So what sexual activity, that's our kickoff, that's our first question. Of the menage a trois sex game. I'm not promoting menage a trois, nor I'm not saying not to do it, but 
That is just the wine I'm, I'm drinking right now. That's our first question of the game. For our second question, so ponder that. If you'd like, I could give you a hint. The word, the benefit, begins with an O. O. This is not a hard question, but it's just to get you kind of in the flow of the game. All right. So, let's have a question on the outside. Now, during the summer months, a lot of ladies, especially, and they do this throughout the year, like to run and get a wax. So, typically with waxing, Brazilians are very popular these days where everybody's taking it off, like everything. Keep in mind, ladies, that this does increase your risk of STDs, um, bacterial vaginosis, um, and your waxer isn't going to really tell you about the increased risks when you kind of go bald down there. But anyway, so hair on your head can live up to seven years. So your pubic hair lives about how long? Do you know? What's the time frame of your hair down there? That is our second question on the menage a trois sex game. All right. And our third question for this segment is, let me pick out one. Okay. So for the ladies, how many minutes on average so I guess there were a bunch of people that did this study. I'm not sure how it really worked out, like how this all worked, how they tracked it, how they proved that this really is the case. But for the third question, how many minutes on average does a woman need typically to feel aroused and orgasmic? Da, na, na, na. Now, for some out there, it might be three seconds. For some, it might be five hours, 17 weeks. Depends on who you're with. Um, but let's just, on average, and we're not talking about self-stimulation. We're talking about with a partner. About how many minutes? So there you have three questions to get your mind marinating on some on our menage a trois sex game. And uh, before the break, I will be before the break, I will be sharing the answers and then presenting some new questions on the next segment. All right, so keep in mind though. And I didn't present it as a question, but ladies, I've said it numerous times on different shows. I'm going to say it one more time. Ladies, we are designed with 8,000 nerves down there compared to the 4,000 nerves that the fellas have. Now, 4,000 nerves, that's a lot, but 8,000, that's double the amount. So obviously, as far as product designed, we are designed to feel a lot of um, sexual pleasure, intense pleasure. 
And so based on my healing practice, what I hear often from married ladies and from single ladies is that they're not getting it on enough. So let's think about in what ways can you turn on that sexual energy that's tied to your sacral chakra and tied to your root chakra. And for the ladies that are feeling, you know, in the past couple of weeks, we've talked about some conditions, endometriosis uh, in particular. So if you're feeling pain down there, you might not be seeking out that much engagement down there sexually um, because it might be painful or you might feel uncomfortable or whatever might be the reason. But sex, that stimulation is uh, something to consider to help you move forward in your healing process. Taking a sip. All right. So, and it is self-care. So if you can't be with the one you love, perhaps love the one you're with even if that means you. So let's move on to, last week I talked about the HR 2416 Act Before Congress, the Menstrual Products Right to Know Act. And so I mentioned that I wrote an article in the Huffington Post a few years ago, and sadly, this is like the 13th, 14th iteration of a bill before Congress to allow women, girls, society in America to know what ingredients are being used to create pads, tampons, and then this bill, it expands to douches, obstetric and gynecological devices, menstrual cups, so it's kind of encompassing all the things that women use down there to deal with their monthly flow and to deal with their gynecological needs. So, we're going to get into some specifics about pads and some specifics about tampons. And so, we're coming up to a break, so I'd like to give you the answers to the questions. So, the first question was, what is it that allows for you to have lower risk of heart disease and stroke, reduce risk of breast cancer, boost your immune system, helps you to sleep, helps your cycles and cramps, and lowers stress levels? And the answer is... Orgasm! Yay! The big O. Oh, and if you want to play... Feel free to call into 866-472-5792 if you want to answer some questions and get into some of these topics. All right, so the question about pubic hair, the answer is, so your hair on the top of your head can live for seven years, so that's a long time, a lot of energy up there, but your pubes live for three weeks. Kind of weird, right? Three weeks. And my source on that is Dr. Dr. Lisa Rankin, who's got some good health books out there. And then, as far as, oh, I didn't do the bell. 
As far as how many minutes on average does a woman need to feel aroused and orgasmic? Drum roll. Some might be saying all those different weird times. But on average, it's 20 minutes. So for the fellows listening, try not to rush it too fast, not within a couple of minutes. Give the ladies some time. So yes, the answer is 20 minutes. All right, so there we have our first round of the game. We're going to take a ba- uh, take a break, and I'll be back getting into some more specifics of the menstrual products Right to Know Act. And this is all kind of tying in and blending in with the importance of self-care. All right, so see you on the flip side of two minutes. TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Visit InspiredToHelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at InspiredToHealth.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit InspiredToHealth.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting inspiredtohealth.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a form of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, inspiredtohealth.net. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. Hi, everybody. This is Lorraine Giordano, your host on the Womb Happy Hour. Uh, we're having some fun today. We're playing a bit of a sex game. Uh, I'm calling it the Menage a Trois sex game because I'm drinking a glass of Menage a Trois, which is a blend that has uh, Cabernet Merlot and Zinfandel. And we're kind of blending um, some topics together, the sex, certain things to kind of get you percolating, marinating, some questions on that about sex. And then also a very disparate topic, but somehow related on uh, the menstrual products right to no act. So before I get into my second round of questions, I want to quickly say, I want I want you to go on a little bit of a walk with me. So let's say you went to the gym, ladies, and um, you're like, oh, shoot, I'm going to get my period. 
I need to buy some pads or tampons. So you, you're like what most people do. You go to the supermarket or you go to a pharmacy, CVS, Dwayne Reed, Walgreens, whatever. And you go down the aisle that sells all these products. So I think, and there's so many products, right? And there's like the flexi fold, there's the long ones, the short ones, the winged, the smelly ones, you know, infused with who knows what. But there's plenty of options. But 99.999%, at least in the um, stores and pharmacies in my local neighborhood in New Jersey and going into New York City, there are no organic, non-GMO, pesticide, chemical-free tampons. So most women are just buying these products um, because they're there, and that's what you just do. But while you're walking down the aisle, if you're listening, I'd like you to remember that you might want to consider different options. And here's why. Because right now in the United States, there's a loophole with the companies and there's a loophole that these companies are taking advantage of that make these products. They don't have to disclose the ingredients that they're using to make your pad and to make your tampon, your douche, your feminine nap, you know, like the wipes, whatever that stuff is. They don't have to tell you what's in it because it's considered a medical device. So in Europe, they kind of disclose more ingredients, although not fully. But in the United States, they don't have to do that. So here's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with um, pesticides, fragrances that are not regulated, dyes, polyester, polyethylene, polypropylene, propyl glycol. I mean, I can't even see these words. It's just chemicals. So this loophole allows you to stick something in your hole, <laughs> like it, using a tampon, which is a very highly absorbable area that's tied to your baby-making, hormone-making um, command center, and you're absorbing the stuff. So most people are very cognizant these days. They're very self-aware about the foods they put into your body. Right? So you want to eat more organic stuff. You don't want to eat GMO stuff. There's so much emphasis on that. But the call to action for the products that we use down there is kind of quiet. So there was a rally. I mentioned it last week. Um, the Women's Voices for the Earth, they're activists. I highly recommend that you check out their site. But... Um, What's also a problem is that you think you might be using cotton, but you're using rayon that's bleached, um, that has chlorine in it, and it's, um, it's linked to producing dioxin. So dioxin is a known cancer-causing agent. So here's the thing. Um, these feminine hygiene products, it's big business. So it's like a $2 billion business. In China, they only sell predominantly pads. Tampons are making um, more of a headway there, but it's predominantly pads. But in the United States, it's a $2 billion business. And so that's big money. 
That's a huge amount of money for companies. But are they really looking at the quality of your of what you're absorbing down there? Not so much. So there are people that have said that dioxin does cause cancer. And there are some that say, oh, well, the amount of dioxin that you're going to absorb really isn't that much. It's not really that harmful. Where there are other folks that say that dioxin over time accumulates. And so it's linked to breast cancer and different forms of cancer. So why risk? Why risk that? So if you don't know what you're putting in your body in such an intimate, absorbable place month after month, you have to consider it's not good for you. You have to consider maybe I I should um, think about using an organic or GMO-free product. If I still want to use tampons, Maxim, I think I said it before on the show, Maxim, NatureCare. Um, there are new brands out there. Sustain is a new brand. Think um, has menstrual underwear. There's menstrual cloths, menstrual cups. But make sure you're paying attention to the quality of the product that you're using for your monthly flow. And in a way, there's such an emphasis on self-care. But if you have an interest in not having vaginal inflammation, vaginal itching, cervical inflammation, endometrial inflammation, um, allergies, possibly having um, these products affect your fertility, um, you might want to think about from a self-care, self-awareness to use a different product. Be knowledgeable about it. Be knowledgeable about it. Um, because if you're using tampons, they say that women are using 12 to 17,000 tampons during a lifetime. So that's six years. That translates into six to seven years of that being in your body. So now the one thing that I thought was really interesting is that with pads, I thought pads were kind of actually a bit better off, but it turns out that there's been some studies with pads and and that who, where is that, where's my stat? Who, the World Health Organization, um, because of the way pads are created, they, um, because there's no airflow down there when you put on a pad, and the air quality and the flow gets nebulized a bit, um, it creates lots of germs. So within two hours of putting a pad on, and I learned this from a new company, nowweknow.net, and on their site they source the World Health Organization, but within two hours of putting a pad on, 107 different germs develop per cubic centimeter on the surface of the pad. So that's not cool. 
So um, think about that. And so on that note, that's kind of a heavy note, right? Uh, on that note, we're going to go back to the, to the sex game. And one last point before we go to the game. So what I'm asking for all those listening is to share this information. If you're in the United States, share this act with your girlfriends, with your boyfriends. I think I said it last week, but I want to reiterate it because it's 2017 and it's about time that companies, all right, so you want to make money, great, but it shouldn't be at the cost of possibly creating um, or wreaking havoc down to a, a lady's female reproductive organ center. It's just not right. And um, if there's nothing to hide, then just kind of disclose the information. But now we have to get Congress to pass it. The one other thing about these pads is that they um, they wind up producing like 180 billion plastic bags floating around Mama Earth. So it's an environmental issue. Environmental issue topics are being discussed a lot these days. Um, yes. So before we go to break, I'm going to hit you guys with three more questions to ponder. So here we go. The menage a trois sex game. Oh. Okay. Since I'm having a blend, what is and have you ever had a blended orgasm? So, are you familiar with blended orgasms? We'll share the answer when we get back, but something to ponder. And then the second question for this round is, what hormone is associated with women who climax frequently? So, out of the main hormones... Ladies and gents, what hormone do you think helps ladies who climax a lot with that hormone? And then what smell is known to stimulate or turn on a woman's libido? And it doesn't really work for men, but what is the smell? And it kind of relates to candy. So think of a candy. Um, and what candy is known to increase sex hormones and promote blood flow to the uh, to down there to help with getting turned on? And then I'm going to throw in one more before break. Do you know, ladies, what the process is what the name is that relates to where mucus moves through the vaginal wall for moisture and lubrication. There's a, there's a name for that. You might not be paying attention to the name or actually even the process, but it's important to know. So on that note, those are four questions for this round. And when we get back, we'll go over the answers. See you on the flip side of two minutes.
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Visit inspiredtohelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at inspiredtohealth.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit inspiredtohealth.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting inspiredtohelp.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a form of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, inspiredtohelp.net. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. Hi, everybody. You're listening to the Womb Happy Hour. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. Um, We are here today talking about a blend of um, a sex game and information on the menstrual products right to know at and self-care. So there was an interesting article this week on NPR um, regarding the millennials are into self-care. So you know why? Because social media has a lot of information on self-care, right? There's so many posts, articles, um, infographics. It's just a big topic. It's an overused word, kind of like fake news. To me, it's, it's kind of like a watered-down uh, term. But um, a couple of things from the article on NPR that I thought was interesting is that, you know, self-care, it's not a new concept. So the ancient Greeks saw it as a way to make people more honest citizens who are more likely to care for others. And uh, there's some doctor quoted in the, in the article that talks about that self-care um, plus self-awareness equals self-love. So we're talking about the, the menstrual um, hygiene industry. That's a $2 billion industry. And the self-help industry is a $10 billion a year um, industry. So where am I going with those numbers? I mean, I, I think that um, if you're going to, a lot of articles, a lot of books, a lot of this, that talks, you know, like when people talk about self-care, they're like, oh, I got a massage. I bought something. I took a trip. It's a lot of product driven checking things off the list. So I think there's positives to that list or, you know, paying attention to self-care at that level. Um, 
And so at that, let's say the glossy level of self-care, I think what does not hit most, especially women's list, is um, caring for down there. And I'm not talking about waxing. I'm not talking about trimming. I'm talking about the products that we use to support our monthly flow. Um, and then a lot of women who are older are like, well, I don't get my period anymore. I'm in menopause. Well, you know, there are a lot of women who are older who have bladder control issues and poises and all the, you know, like the adult um, products used for if women have pelvic um, prolapse bladders or uteruses, there's sometimes a leaking issue. So I think this opportunity to kind of bring more awareness collectively through this act, the Menstrual Products Right to Know Act, it doesn't just affect menstruation, I think. I think it it opens a door to, you know, having less toxic, crappy stuff being used down there. And the one thing about douching, I mean, you don't want to date or marry a douche, right? So douching itself, the act of douching is crazy. It increases your risk of ovarian cancer two times. So there was a research last year that came out. And so this need to smell, so like self-care is not about smelling like roses down by your JJ, by your cookie area. It's not natural. We're not meant to smell like a fresh meadow or roses or something sweet per se, although maybe some people do smell sweet down there normally, but it's about uh, allowing your body to self-cleanse. So here's the thing, ladies. As far as self-care, your body is designed in such a miraculous way that your your vagina is a self-cleaning apparatus. It's a self-cleaning um, area. So don't spend your money, especially on toxic things that might increase your, your chance of ovarian cancer. Um, there's a delicate balance, acidic balance to your vagina, and so don't mess with it. Using these products throws it off. And that is a very... Um, basic important way if you want to get pregnant if you want to have a successful pregnancy don't don't throw in these chemicals to possibly throw off your balance down there and that is self-care I don't, and I don't see enough people talking about self-care in that way down there needs self-care it needs awareness it needs your awareness it's just not because it's on a on a shelf and everybody's buying it doesn't make it okay. Because companies, they care about the money. They're not necessarily worrying about your your fertility, your your inflammation, your itching, your discharge down there that much. They just want you to buy more products. Um, so let me get to the answers of the second round of the Menage a Trois sex game. All right, so the second the second round, what did I ask? Oh, so I asked, what is and have you ever had a blended orgasm? And so some might be saying, well, what's a blended orgasm? So I'm drinking a blend right now. So 
in honor of my menagerie trois blend. I thought it'd be fun to, to ask a blended orgasm question. All right, so here's what a blended orgasm is. So it's having an orga- orgasm um, that could be at your clitoris, vagina, or cervix. So here's some interesting news about the nerves that are there. So your clitoris is connected to the pudendal nerves. And maybe you're like, who cares about the nerves just as long as I have the orgasm? I hear you. But sometimes it's good to be aware, right? Again, with those 8,000 nerves, like these are important nerves to uh, think about. All right, so then the vagina, that's connected to your pelvic nerves. So that's interesting. And then your cervix is connected... Oh, someone just made a womb connection. Louis barking. Your cervix is connected to the hypogastric, pelvic, and vagus nerves. So if you have a blended orgasm, that means that a couple of these areas, whether it's your clit, vagina, or cervix, are kind of engaged at the same time. Kind of interesting. All right, so... The second question was, what hormone is associated with women who climax frequently? Um, And so the answer is testosterone. Yay, testosterone. I mean, we think about it, guys, they are strongly testosterone driven. Um, So with women, your testosterone is linked to your estrogen levels. But yes, testosterone helps you to get it on. Now, the one interesting side note of this is that birth control is known to contribute to lower testosterone levels in women. So if you're taking birth control, it might be impacting your get it on mood. Something to consider. And then the smell or the candy known to stimulate or turn on a woman's libido um, is ready. It's known to help promote blood flow to down there and kind of increase sex hormones. And so the answer to this question is ready. Are you on the edge of your seat? I am. And I know the answer. The answer is licorice. So ladies, if you use a little pick me up and never tried it, the smell of licorice, see if it works. Let's do a study. Tweet me, connect with me on Facebook, let me know. I'd love to, I love to see if, um, have I tried licorice myself? No. Um, but maybe I'm going to give it a try. My libido is kind of, doesn't need that much extra push. Um, all right, so the last question, and I think this is important. Um, because I think a lot of women have a sexual arousal issue, but they might not realize why. So the question was, what's the process where mucus moves through the vaginal wall for moisture and lubrication? Um, And that process is called vaginal transudation. So I only mention this not to be technical, I mention this because 
it might be something that you talk to your doctor about or you talk to your girlfriend about or it's okay because it happens to people but what could cause this there's different things there could be a physiological reason um it could be damage to blood vessels changes to hormone levels if you're on medication it could be a side effect um if you're depressed if there's been abuse if you're not into the relationship that you're in your body might be um responding in a way where that moisture that lubrication is not kicking in like that process that transudation the vaginal transudation and so that might make sex painful so when it's working well it increases the blood flow to expand your vagina and your uterus um and cervix and it causes your vagina and labia to swell and if you're into the fellas that kind of promotes um an ideal situation for the penis to kind of connect so that is um that is the vaginal transudation process do we get the bell on that and so i do think it's important because i think based on my healing practice there are women out there that i've met with who you know they want to have sex they want to enjoy sex but they they don't understand what's going on with their body so again as far as self care um it's not to think that you're weird or that there's something wrong with you it's just that maybe there's something that you could do differently or kind of approach it from a different angle in order to kind of um produce more and just in this example with the transudation more moisture um it's okay it might be happening now it doesn't mean that it's going to stay that way forever all right and on that note we are going to take a break and then when we get back we're going to talk a little bit about more about the underbelly of self-care um and so we have a few more questions too for our menage a trois sex game if you want to call in please and get involved with the game please let me know um and we'll see you on the on the flip side of 2 minutes Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Visit inspiredtohelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at inspiredtohelp.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit inspiredtohelp.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting inspiredtohelp.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. 
Lorraine Giordano offers a form of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, inspiredtohealth.net. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. listening to the womb happy hour to reach lorraine giordano her guest or if you have a comment on the show please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net now back to the womb happy hour hi everyone this is lorraine we're back and you're listening to the womb happy hour I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. Louie's on my lap, and he's kind of being squirmy. Um, So on this week's episode, we've been talking about uh, the Menstrual Products Right to Know Act, how that's a glossy, like, um, you know, a lot of times in articles about self-care, it's more about products, purchases, like checking things off a list that you want to get or you want to buy or do. Like going on a vacation, it's still like purchasing something. So I would ask that you include um, purchasing or being at least more aware of the products that you're using down there. And my call to action on this episode is to make sure that you're sharing with your girlfriends, with your family, with the fellows in your life, that there is this act before Congress, the Menstrual Products Right to Know Act, in order to get this through. Because women should know, young girls, women should know what ingredients are being used in the products that they're using so intimately near their, near their baby-making, hormone-making um, center. It's a it's a pet peeve of, of mine that this is still like not not known, not disclosed, and we do have the right to know. So as far as self care, self care really I think is about the right to know, to allow ourselves to know. I talked about previously self awareness equals self care and self awareness equals love. So this is low hanging fruit, ladies and gents. Let's get this done. Let's do it. It has significant impact. Because it's not only affecting a lady's body, but it's affecting fertility. And it has um, consequences just beyond, you know, whether you're using a winged product um, that kind of randomly has a fake smell that's laced with all chemicals. All right, so the underbelly of self-care, what I don't think often gets talked about enough is that self-care is really, it's in those quiet moments with yourself. It's in those secret promises that you make to yourself that nobody really even knows about, that you might not even share. Um, So yeah, it's great to do juicing, it's great to do yoga, it's great to watch um, you know, how many hours of sleep that you're getting, you know, if you're a mom, a lot of my clients are moms and 
it's a struggle because you want to take care of your kids, your husband, your partner. There's a lot of things to do. And then you're willing to kind of put yourself on the on the back burner or make your needs not a priority. So, you know, taking time for yourself is very much the upside of self-care. The underbelly of self-care, though, the darkness of self-care is in those quiet moments with yourself where no one really can call you out on it because nobody even knows about it except you. So let's say those moments where you're like, oh, I really feel like taking some time and and working on the garden in my backyard. That would make me really happy. I'd be really excited to do it. I would plant X, Y, Z. And then you don't do it because you come up with some sort of reason, a distraction, something to kind of take you off course from that inspiration to want to do that. Nobody knows about it but you. So I think self-care is responsibility. It is a divine responsibility. I put that in my newsletter that I sent out yesterday about the show, but it is a divine responsibility. Because let's face it, a lot of stuff people know, what you're thinking or you're doing or your plans, but it's the other stuff, the quiet stuff that you just talk to yourself about. It's kind of like, and I think those those impulses, those inspirations of wanting to do something, to take that risk, to consider, oh, maybe I should apply for that job, but I'm not going to because Tom or Francine, they're coming with the boss, so what's the point of even applying? Um, and then you don't, and you pull back. You, it's kind of like an extension. You want to reach out, but then you talk yourself out of it, and you pull yourself back. From an energetic kind of perspective, it's kind of creating like such a, a push-pull, a start-stop, and the energy of that kind of gets heavy over time. Because a lot of times these, these inspirations, um, they keep popping up. They might pop up not in the same exact way, but they might, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, sometimes they morph into something else. But that act of creation, that impulse to want to take that next step um, and to not, when no one's watching, that is self-care, I think. And and, And I think it's the underbelly of it because, hey, who really knows about it except you? But... You're the most important person that that matters in it. If you're having a health issue and you're kind of scared and you're like, well, I don't want to try that Mayan abdominal massage that that lady Lorraine on the womb happy hour talked about before because what's that going to do? But maybe I should try, but I'm not going to try because I don't have the money. But maybe if I got a few less pedicures... Maybe I could do it. That whole push-pull, I'm going to talk myself out of something that I want to do that could benefit me. Um, I think that that is where self-care really comes into play. It's, it's an, an acknowledgement, it's a responsibility to seeing through some of your desires, some of your your inspirations of what you're looking um to possibly move forward with. And I see that a lot in my practice. I see it more in myself with my healing journey. And so um, 
take a moment to, to marinate on that. Like, what are you, what are you talking yourself out of? What are you poo-pooing without even giving it a chance that nobody even knows about, only you know about? Um, being honest with yourself, it is part of um, the throat chakra about speaking your truth. Uh, but that means speaking your truth to yourself. And not in a necessarily a judgmental way, but in a life-affirming way. In a no-bullshit, I'm not going to twist this all around and make a million excuses way. So we are going to close soon. So I wanted to throw out a couple more questions <laughs> on the menage a trois sex game. from my wine all right so the next question with three minutes left a turned on vagina grows how much in size and i'm going to give the answers right away because we're coming to close a turned on vagina grows how much in size dun 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 all right (laughs) so the answer is three to four inches So it can double in size. Oh, no, normally, sorry, it's three, four inches. And when it's turned on, it doubles in size. How cool is that? I mean, the vagina is a great shapeshifter. It is a, um, it is very adaptable. Um, And so, I'm going to close on that question. So, ladies, think about it, though. If your vagina is that adaptable, if it can shapeshift, and not only your vagina, but your cervix, your uterus, I mean, it's a shape-shifting organism. Or, um, organism is not the right word, but that's what I'm going to go with for right now. We're shapeshifters, so we're adaptable. We kind of have a unique rhythm, but we're able to adapt and feel pleasure. So consider in your self-care efforts, in what ways can you be a bit more adaptable? In what ways can you shapeshift in a different way, whether you have a health issue or whether you're looking to create a new job, a new opportunity, a new relationship? In what ways can you kind of um, turn yourself on, have a big O, a big orgasm, in order to move forward? And on that note, I'd like to thank you for joining me and playing. It's been a lot of fun. I've had fun. I hope you have too. You're listening to the Womb Happy Hour. I'm your host, Lorraine. Like me on Facebook, Inspired Health. Follow me on Twitter. And I will see you next week. Remember to send some love and light to your to your down there, to your womb area. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for the womb happy hour be sure to tune in again for another edition featuring your host lorraine giordano next wednesday at 3 p.m pacific time 6 p.m eastern time on the voice america health and wellness channel have an excellent week